Amen, amen. Thank you, Cody. Awesome. All right. Well, welcome to Bethel OKC. My name is Grant Wortman. I'm one of the pastors here. Got an exciting message for you guys today. Um, before I jump into it, a couple quick announcements. If you have a tithe or offering that you want to leave, um, there is a bucket at that back table right there. You can drop it in there before you take off, and uh, we appreciate that. Next, we have our Bethel School of Discipleship. It is coming up quick, and we're so excited about it. So we're looking for 10 people at least to be involved in the discipleship school. It's going to last for 12 weeks this fall, and it's going to be fantastic. If you'd like more info, let me know, and I'd be happy to help you. We do have an application process, so you've got to fill out the application, and I want to encourage you to get that turned in. But we're going to be bringing in um, probably mostly through Zoom, but some in person, a lot of amazing speakers to just help you go deep, deep, deep in the Lord and get um, things stirred up in here and get you hungry and fiery and ready to go. Um, so uh, we'd love for you to be involved with that school. Amen? All right. Well, um, without any further ado, is there anybody who's great at the whiteboard that would be willing to write for me today? Okay. Is there anybody that's like okay at the whiteboard that'd be willing to, would you be willing? Okay. Just take a seat. Um, well, don't take a seat yet. Actually, you can start with this. Uh, and then you, when we're not using it, you can just take a seat. Um, okay, so I'm wearing my flamingo shirt today. You can all see that. Very nice. Today, I'm wearing a flamingo shirt because they don't make sheep shirts that I'm aware of. <laughs> all right? But today, a flamingo equals a sheep, okay? So I'm wearing my sheep shirt. So if you can draw a flamingo up here equals a sheep, just like a little drawing. That'd be fantastic. That way you can all remember flamingo today means sheep. And all of you and all of us, we are sheep in the Lord's house. And he is our... Oh, you're so good. Great job, guys. He is our good shepherd. So what we're going to do is I'm going to actually turn on some music and just let it play in the background for us as we go through the word of God. We're going to be digging into the word in several different places, and we'll have it on the screen for you, but you can also follow along in your own Bible as we go. Um, but Father, I'm asking that you would come today and just let the word of God go deep inside of our hearts to set right our mindsets about you and you as our shepherd. Set it right, God. Set it right today. We proclaim Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and active. Say alive and active. It, that means this morning, the word of God is moving about the room. It's looking around. It's seeking out. And it's looking for things that are not right according to the word of God. It's looking for lies and beliefs that we have adopted inside of us that are not correct according to the word of the Lord. It's alive. It's seeking those things out today, if you will let it. And the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. Most of us, does anybody have a sword? Kobe's got a sword. Ben's got a sword. Okay. Most of us don't have swords. I don't have a sword. And if you do have a sword, I'm guessing it's not very sharp. Oh, <laughs> we don't want to know why. Um, but for me, when I think of something sharp, I don't think of a sword, but I think of like a knife. Okay. So think in your mind of the sharpest knife in your kitchen. I was gifted a Cutco knife. And whoo, baby. That thing is slice and dice. It'll cut through that tomato. It'll chop up paper. It'll do whatever you want. Sharp. 
The word of God is that sharp and sharper than any double-edged sword, than any cut cone knife, than any TV commercial. <laughs> it is sharp. When Maccabee's saying, God cut me, I can't help but think like, oh, like, ah, I don't know about that. But change the imagery in your mind. What if you were covered with a whole bunch of tumors that were devouring your life? And then the word of God, sharper than any double-edged sword, came and just sliced them off and set you free from the wrong thinking. That's what we're looking for today. So give permission to the Lord to do that. It says it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. So the word of God today, if we'll give it permission, is going to come in and it's going to separate things of your flesh and things of the spirit. It's going to separate those things out. And that's what we want them to do. Only leave the things of the spirit. It separates joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts. Say, judges the thoughts. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes. Say, judge my attitude. And you got to say it like, judge my attitude. <laughs> it judges the thoughts and the attitude of the heart. Okay? So, Lord, we give you permission today to judge the attitudes and the thoughts in Jesus' name and come and fix it, come and set it right. Every thought process and pattern from the gates of hell that has crept in and found a little tiny foothold to hang on to, judge it today in the name of Jesus. Set people free from the wrong thoughts and set us right with the word of God. In Jesus' name. Last week, Rachel taught about Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Quick highlight. Verse 1. So now, what's it say? The case is... Oh, that was, that was bad. Okay. Let me try over here. So now, the case is... That was okay. How about you guys? Now, the case is... Okay, that was good. Now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of con condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. Are you joined with Jesus like this? He is in you. You are in him. You are joined like this. If that's the case, there is no accusing voice. Amen? Verse 10, now Christ lives his life in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Say, I am fully accepted by God. There is no accusing voice. God is not looking at you saying, oh, if you would only do this, then I would fully accept you because that is not the word of God. Amen? The word of God says there is no accusing voice and that you today are alive in Christ and that there is, uh, where'd it go? <laughs> um, because you are fully accepted by God. Amen? All right. Ephesians chapter two, verse six. It says this, he raised us up with Christ the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of a heavenly realm, for we are now, say now, co-seated with Christ. You are seated as one with Christ in the heavenly realm. Close your eyes, picture God's throne, and right next to it, the throne of Jesus, 
And the word of God says that you now are seated in that spot with him. Because there's no accusing voice. It's not that you don't deserve to be there. It's that you are inside of him. You are fully accepted by God. And you get to sit with him on that throne. Psalms 23, verses 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What is a shepherd? A shepherd is somebody who lays down their own life. A shepherd lays down their dreams. A shepherd lays down their passions, their desires, their hopes, their, the things that they want to do and leaves it all behind to go and serve the sheep, the flamingos. <laughs> the shepherd lays it down and they spend their days caring and watching and looking and helping and leading and feeding, selflessly pouring out their life for the sheep so that the sheep can be raised up and can become all that they're supposed to be and that they can grow healthy and safe and have a full life. The, the, the life of a shepherd is completely selfless. The Lord is your shepherd. Say, he's my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I love I love that when Rachel shares this story about makes me lie down. Raise your hand if you've heard her talk about that. He makes me lie down. For the longest time, I would just read the scripture and think, yeah, he's my shepherd. He makes me like, yeah, he helps me like rest, you know, when it's time to rest. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible actually says he makes me lie down. Why would you make somebody lie down? That's like, no, no, no. Hey, stop what you're doing. I'm going to grab you. You're throwing a little temper tantrum or, or, or you're injured or whatever's going on. I'm going to make you get in your bed. I'm going to tuck you in with the covers. Don't get out of bed until the morning is here. Right? He makes us like a good parent, like I do with my youngest very consistently. Don't get out of bed till the sun comes. And then she says, up. Okay? That's how we do it. But he makes us lie down in green pastures. Because he cares for you. He knows what you need. He knows when you need rest. He knows when you need restoration. He knows what you need. So sometimes he will forcibly make you chill out and take a nap. He leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul. The places of our flesh that get tired and beat up and bruised and hurt and wounded and, and full of pain... He restores those places. He restores. He sets it right. He heals it. He brings it back to life so that you can continue living. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, for his glory. So he leads you. His promise to you is that he will take you to the good places because of his glory. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They keep me where I'm supposed to be. They keep me in line. When I almost fall off the cliff, you grab me. You keep me where I'm supposed to be. When the enemy comes to attack, you keep them away from me. I have no fear because his rod and his staff, they comfort me. And not only that, but he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. How audacious, how boastful, how proud. In the midst of the enemies, 
God creates this banqueting table to be with you and to enjoy and to relax and to rest in him with no fear of any of the enemy that's surrounding you. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When you allow the Lord to be your shepherd, you get to dwell in his presence. Day in, day out, wake up, go to bed, in your job, out of your job, no matter where you are, you get to dwell in his presence. So Psalms 23, that's like the most classic God is your shepherd scripture, right? And the other one that comes to mind is John chapter 10, verses two through four. It says, but the true shepherd, he walks right up to the gate. And because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in. And the sheep recognize the voice. Say, the sheep recognize the voice. Are you a sheep? Let me see it. Okay. (laughs) If you're a sheep... The word of God for you today from Jesus himself is that you recognize his voice. If you feel like there's any question of, oh, I, it's not for me. I can't, I can't hear the voice. I don't know what the voice is. I don't know how. I, I don't know. Like somebody needs to prophesy to me because I, I, I know The word of God from Jesus directly to you is that you, his sheep, recognize his voice. And he calls you by name and he leads you out. So not only do you get to know his voice, but you also get to be led clearly by him. You are well able to see where the shepherd is going and where he's leading you and where he's taking you and easily follow along with him without fear of what will come to you. Amen? He walks ahead of them and they will follow him for they are familiar. I love that word, familiar with his voice. Your mom calls you on the phone. You are familiar with the voice. Your spouse calls you. You are familiar. Your child yells out. You are familiar. And the same is true between you and Jesus if you want it to be that you can be familiar. You can have that familiarity with the relationship, with the heart of Jesus for you. Verses 9 through 11. I am the gateway. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief only has one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you life, to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. So Jesus, as your good shepherd, he promises you life in abundance, life overflowing, life of goodness. If there's things in your life which you feel like are not aligning with the word of God, then today's the day that we correct the thinking and allow the Lord to come and fix those things in your heart and in your mind and then all around you. You see, if you give a foothold to the enemy, then he has a door to come through. To me, a foothold, If has anybody ever been rock climbing, like legitimate rock climbing with real rocks? <laughs> a couple people. There's these things 
there's these little tiny tools. Some of them are ridiculously small. They look like the size of a pen and they have a little tiny hook and they'll find the crevice in the face of a rock and they'll stick it in. I'm, I'm talking like absurdly small and they'll stick it in and they can put their entire weight on that tiny little crack, okay? The enemy is just as crafty. He's just as able to find little tiny cracks inside of you, put his little tiny fingernail in there and hang on, okay? And open a door into your life. And so we want the word of God to be the one thing that you are lined up with. And if you don't line up with the word of God, then you open this door for the enemy to bring junk into your life. But Jesus' promise here, I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow because I am the good shepherd who lays down my life for you. So Lord, align it today. Verse 14, I alone am the good shepherd and I know those whose hearts are mine. For they recognize me and they know me. Is your heart his? Say yes. Then he knows your heart. And you are able to recognize him and know him. Just as my father knows my heart and I know my father. So when we think of God as the shepherd, those two verses are probably the most iconic ones that come to my mind anyways. And this last week I was reading in Ezekiel. And I've been reading in Ezekiel, it feels like, for eternity. When's the last time you read Ezekiel? Anybody? A while? Some of Ezekiel is not that great. I mean, it's a lot of like judgment to you, judgment to you, judgment to you, judgment to you, kind of chapter after chapter. And I'm like, Lord. I don't know if I can finish this. Like, please, come on. I need something. Please give me something. And I'm reading this week, and all of a sudden, Ezekiel 34. Woo! Man, just blew me away of the goodness of God. So here's what I want you to do on the whiteboard, if you will. I would love for you to write down every verb. And, and she's not going to write it down. You guys have to shout it out when you hear it so that she knows to write it down. Every verb, every action kind of a thing. Wait, noun. I got it wrong. Verb. <laughs> okay, verb. I wrote down adjective earlier, so just English is not my thing, guys, okay? So as we read through this, they're going to shout at you words to write down, and I just want to fill the whiteboard with the things that God is doing as your shepherd. Amen? Because I want to visually snap your brains into what he's doing. We're going to start on verse 11. Ezekiel 34, for thus says, <laughs> thank you, great job, very good. That's what we want the whole time. For thus says the Lord, so this is his speaking, this is what he says to you. Every single person in the room, the good shepherd is saying these things to each of you. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for, <laughs> perfect. Search. Write it big. Write it real big. I myself will search. So God is searching for his sheep. Amen? Doesn't matter how far you go. Doesn't matter how, how far you hide. How, where, what distant part of the world you go. He is searching for each of his sheep. I will search for my sheep. And I will seek them out. I will seek them out. So he is searching. He is seeking. As a shepherd seeks out his flock, when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so I will seek out my sheep and I will rescue them. 
from all the places where they've been scattered. Close your eyes for a second. When I think of the word rescue, I think of a boat in the middle of the ocean in a giant storm with 30-foot waves. The boat is sinking. People are standing on the top of the boat, desperate, hoping something will happen before they drown. And the helicopter comes from the National Guard. And it flies out over them. And it drops a line to save their lives. They had no hope. They had nowhere else to turn. They had no way to get back to safety. And the National Guard comes and rescues them. This is what the Lord does for those that are his sheep. He rescues them no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation. He rescues them from all the places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. Woo! I love this. On a day of clouds and thick darkness. Guys, it doesn't matter how far away you've gotten. It doesn't matter what crevice you've crawled into. It doesn't matter what storm you're standing in. It doesn't matter how dark the clouds are. It doesn't matter how awful life feels. He rescues you in the day of dark clouds and thick darkness because he is your good shepherd. Verse 13, and I will bring them out. That's right, he will bring them out from all the peoples and gather them from the countries. He, he goes out. You've seen the picture of the shepherd picking up the sheep, putting it on his shoulders, bringing them back to the family of God. No matter how far, no matter how distant, no matter how hurt or bruised or heavy or difficult, he brings them back. He gathers them back. And I will bring them into their own land and I will feed them. Oh, that was sad. Oh, I, we didn't hear that. We're going to try that one again. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down. Good job. <laughs> Just lie. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. Now, do you see the difference? Where the shepherd is, it's on the mountaintops, it's in a good pasture, it's in a safe place, it's got water all around it, and he goes out. So no matter where you are, if that is not your reality, the good shepherd wants to bring you from your dark cave or your dark hole or the dark skies and bring you up onto the mountaintops where there's food, where there's comfort, where there's safety, where all the good things are. That is his heart for you. That's what he wants for you. That's what he says he's going to do for you. Verse 15, I myself will be their shepherd of my sheep. I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord. We see it again, just like Psalms. I will make them lie down. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. Good job, y'all are doing so good. And I will strengthen the weak. I will bind up the injured. So if your soul is injured, if you are hurting, if you are in pain, if you're going through junk, the good shepherd will bind you up. He will strengthen you when you feel weak. And the fat and the strong I will destroy and I will feed them in justice. Verse 25, I will make with them a covenant of peace. 
Thank you. Good job, buddy. You get a you get a candy. <laughs> okay. I will make them a covenant of peace. Close your eyes. Imagine the Lord drawing out a contract for you. A contract of peace. I will make for them a covenant of peace. I will give them a covenant of peace. That means that beneath you, there is peace. In the demonic realm, coming to devour you, there is peace. And in the heavenly realms, there is peace. And before you, there is peace. And behind you, there is peace. And in your relationships, there is peace. He will make you a covenant of peace and he will banish wild beasts from the land. Anybody ever feel like you're going along, things are great, and then bam, (laughs) what the heck? (laughs) What was that? He will banish wild beasts because he is your good shepherd. His rod and staff, they protect you. He will banish the wild beasts from the land so that they may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. Amen. I will make it a blessing. So not only is it peace, but it's also a place of blessing all around you. This is what his covenant says. And I will send down showers in their season. Send. And they shall be showers of blessing. Just close your eyes. Picture yourself standing in a rainstorm and the good shepherd sending down showers of blessing, just dousing you, covering you in his blessing and his goodness all around you with peace. This is his word for you. Verse 27, and the trees of the field, they shall yield their fruit. And the earth shall yield its increase, and they shall be secure in the lands. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and deliver them from the hand of those who enslave them. Woo! And they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke. If there's any place in your life where you as the little sheep have bars of burden upon your shoulders, I want you to picture Jesus walking up and grabbing a hold of that wooden yoke, big, thick, strong wooden yoke, and just snapping it, like splintering it with such little uh, pressure. He just walks up and just goes, and it just snaps in pieces. That's what he has for you. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and I deliver them from the hand of those who enslave them. They shall no more be a prey to the nations, nor shall the beasts of the land devour them. They shall dwell securely and none shall make them afraid. And I will provide for them renowned plantations, so that they shall no more be consumed with hunger in the land and no longer suffer the reproach of the nations. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God with them and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord. 
and you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Lord. Amen? I love that section. And you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture. How much more clear could he drive this thing in? You are his. Everything he just listed out. Thank you, you can sit down. Everything we listed out, this is for you. This is his promise for you. This is what he has for you. This is what he desires for you. God wants to do all of these things. And I want you to look at this for a moment, and I want you to look at the word of God. Is there anything in your life that you're believing that doesn't line up with what this says? Is there anything that's reality for you that you feel like, God, you are my shepherd, but that's not happening right now. Because I want you to be bold enough to come before the throne and have those conversations and say, God, I believe your word more than what the enemy says in my life. And you know, you said this in Ezekiel 34. You said this in John 10. You said this in Psalms 23. But look at my life. Look at this thing that's here. Search me and know me, God. Find it, fix it, make it right, set it right. Because I want this to be my reality, not the reality that I find so often here on the earth. So is it my thinking? Is it my thoughts? Is it my actions? What's going on that makes this not line up with you? And allow him to search you and allow him to highlight those things and allow him to pull out that sword and cut off all of the things that are not right. Psalms 25, nine through 10 says, he leads the humble in what is right and he teaches the humble his way. All of the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenants and his testimonies. If you want him to be your shepherd, he will lead the humble in the way that's right. He will teach you what is his way. And when you get on his path, his path is always steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. That's how it works. So just close your eyes. Just kind of mentally lay your heart bare before the Lord. Just say, search me, oh God. Any place where the enemy has a foothold, any place where the enemy has taught me to believe things that are not true according to your word, highlight it now. Cut it off now and replace it with the truth, which is you are my good shepherd.
part of the scripture that you're not believing, just circle it real big in your Bible or write it down somewhere. Or if he's pointing to something else going on in your life, write it down. Take note. Here's how you fix these things. The little process to fix them is to recognize that you're not believing what the Lord says. And then it's to repent for what you've believed wrong. And then it's to receive his forgiveness for believing the wrong thing. And then ask him to replace it with the right thing. And then you receive that gift that he puts in your hands. So you say, Lord, I recognize that I have this wrong thinking. I have this wrong belief. I don't want it anymore. I recognize it. Please forgive me for believing the lies of the devil instead of you and the things that you say to me directly. Forgive me, God. I receive your forgiveness for believing the wrong things. Cover me in your blood. I receive your forgiveness. I thank you that I am fully accepted in you. That I get to be in you on the throne. And Father, what do you want to give me in place of this wrong thinking? What do you want to give me as I let go of this wrong belief? What do you want to replace it with? What do you want to give to me that I can hold on to? confidence. You'll finish what you started. God, you've never failed and you won't start with me. You're present in every step, patient in every heartache. God, you've never failed and you won't start with me. Amen. Guys, he has never failed on his word. Every person who has ever come to him and had conversations with him and said, God, what is this? I want this. He has never failed on his word. And he's sure as heck not about to start with you. Amen. So Father, we just pray blessings over every single person today. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to highlight things the rest of the week that are not right according to your word. Just every little tiny thought, just clear the house of all the thoughts of the enemy, all the wrong things that aren't aligning with the word of God. Clear house and give us the right things to hold on to, the right things to believe. Let the word of God, as they read the Bible this week, let the word of God become alive and active and highlight these things inside of them and truly become like a two-edged sword that cuts off all the junk of the enemy and it brings life and right things thinking into their lives as you are showing yourself and proving yourself to be the good shepherd in their lives. And all the people said, amen. Amen. All right, you guys. Have an amazing week. Bless you. And we'll see you next week.